You're listening to Randall Parker's Film Club with me, Randall Parker. On today's podcast, we will review a couple of films, have a few film facts, have a film face-off, a film that I would like to see, a few emails, and a bunch of the other shots thrown in for good measure. Now, it's been two weeks since our last podcast, ain't it? I've decided I've got to pop a podcast out every two weeks now, not in bunches of sixes like I usually do. Thought we'd see how that goes. Who knows, it might be shot and we go back to the way things were before, who knows? The main reason I didn't do a podcast last week was that I was in hospital again after a particularly bad bout of food poisoning. I did ask if I could do the podcast from in there, but they told me to fuck off after last time. Uh, They hooked me up on a drip because I couldn't even drink a glass of water without it being weaponised by my arsehole. And after the last podcast, I was rushed into hospital because Big Ken said that I look like fucking death after I come out the bog. Lost a stone and a half in an hour and three quarters. It's got to be some sort of record, that ain't it? Uh, they took samples of me blood and samples of me cack off to the lab. What a fucking job that must be. Three years at university, all that student loan debt. You spend your days poking around in my shit. Yeah, they did a toxicology report on that. And they seemed to think I must have consumed some sort of mushroom. I think the Latin name was Aminata philidase or something like that. Or commonly known as a death cap mushroom. But I said to him, the only mushrooms I'd eaten were in an omelette, so it couldn't have been them. So it remains a bit of a mystery what caused it. Uh, whilst I was in there, they did give me two stitches in my anus to stop me pipe from dropping out. You know, close it up a little bit, as they think I might have torn it from my overuse. On other matters, Mr White's back from Amsterdam, who's seen Mum, who seems to be enjoying life in the Dutch prison. Turns out, on Mum's first night there, she took down the main prisoner who's running the show, and he's now currently in charge. It's nice she's making friends there, ain't it? Mr White is very quiet at the moment. He seems to think that things aren't looking too favourable for Mum, you know. Her chances of a swift release aren't going to be good, due to the testimony of some of the people who were present during the show. Trial set for early June and Mr White and his legal team will be over there to plead Mum's case. When I say legal team, it's just Dawn Sanders and the lad with one leg who works in her office. But Mum seems to be bearing up ever so well and even found me the other night. She's allowed a call or two a week. Dead nice to hear the voice it was and she even thanked me for taking on holiday to Amsterdam. Even though she got banged up. Can't figure it out sometimes. But while she was on the phone she told me that her old friend back from the late 60s, Mr Van der Beek, had been in touch with her and visited a couple of times. And she says it was ever so nice to catch up with him. She told me in a few weeks he's coming over to visit and help with the campaign to free her and uh, he wants to meet me apparently. Apparently he was a friend of my mum's not long before I was born. Funny how she never mentioned him until now, ain't it? I had a word with Mr White about him coming over to meet me and Mr White said he was going to tear that wanker a new arsehole and if that shit wanted to do a DNA test to find out who the father was, he'd murder him to death. Don't know what he's so worried about. There's no way Mr Van Der Beek could be his dad. They were at the same fucking age. Randall Parker's Film Fact Captain Marvel actress Brie Larson reckons that without any makeup on, Gal Gadot would probably be nothing special to look at. Randall Parker's film fact. Another one of those later in the show. Tell you what's nice though, uh, being able to fart without the fear of following through. You don't realise how much of a gift that is until it's taken away from you. 
Mr. Watts seems to think he won't be long before uh, him and Francis uh, fuck off out the house and I can have the bungalow back to myself. He's currently in negotiations with Janice from Account and her husband, Milkyard Gregor, who are currently living in Mum's old house and are refusing to budge. They've agreed to move in principle, but as with most things, it comes down to money. Emails. Right, let's stop fucking around and get down to business. If you'd like to email this show, the email address, as always, is randallparker1971 at gmail.com. And that's what a load of you have done. Yeah, we've had loads of emails this week. Hoping I'd got over my bout of the shits. Thank you for all of them. I even had a letter in the post from a chap called Simon from Higher Langham in Dorset, who sent me a letter in the post written on Bogrel. Very thoughtful, Simon. Thanks for that. But we'll stick to the more relevant emails for now. Now, the first one goes... Dear Randall... What with the launch of on-demand platforms such as Netflix, Disney Plus and HBO Max and their TV shows with high production values and high-profile actors, have you ever considered changing the direction of your podcast to accommodate these? Many thanks, Leslie Grantham. Well, thanks for the email, Leslie. Yeah, I've caught a few of these programmes, like the Star Wars one where they made Boba Fett shit, and on the whole they've been quite good, but Randall Parker's film and TV club doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Besides which, for me, TV peaked in 1993 with the fourth series of Lovejoy. Fucking loved that show I did. Cracking series that was. Just ain't been the same since that TV, has it? Well, the odd episode of Heartbeat, but that's about it. The next email goes, Dear Randall, imagine the scenario. The International Space Station is making a big-budget Hollywood film with loads of stars on board. But there's a problem. All of the capsules that are used to transport people back to Earth have run out and they can't get home. In your shed you have made a rocket with the capability to take you up to the ISS and rescue just one of the five stars. The others will run out of oxygen and die. When you get to Earth you will be hailed as a hero forever and be known as a person who saved your choice of Ryan Reynolds, Brie Larson, Amber Turd, Gwyneth Paltrow and Vin Diesel. Who survives? The choice is yours. Hearty thanks, Mick Jagger. Ooh, hearty thanks. Don't think we've ever had one of them before. Uh, thanks for the email, Mick, but one question first. What sort of shit film must be they making up there with that bunch of twats? Sounds fucking shit, that does. Now, if I'd got a rocket and that lot was stuck up on the International Space Station, they'd have probably nip up there, park me ship, put on a spacesuit, go out and look at those fuckers through the windows as they perished. Probably film it. Put it out on YouTube. That'd be a winner, wouldn't it? Now on to our final email for this week, and it sort of links into the last episode of the podcast where I was crapping like a badger, and the email starts, Dear Mr Parker, I'm writing to you from Banks, Rutherford and Collins Solicitors on behalf of my client, Ms Cynthia Rothrock. Ms Rothrock recently agreed to appear on your podcast in good faith, and as agreed, she attended your podcast anniversary episode at the Dog and Partridge Public House in Edgebury. When she arrived at the venue, you were nowhere to be seen, and after a short while, Ms Rothrock was asked to visit you at your home by a ginormous man with a badly fitting wig. That'll be Ken, that will. Uh, When she arrived at your abode, the giant told her to knock on your bathroom door, and as Ms Rothrock greeted you, you purposefully evacuated your bowels in response. Ms Rothrock has instructed me to contact you and inform you that she has placed a 12-month restraining order on you, meaning that you will not be allowed within a 1,000 metres of Ms Rothrock, you are not allowed to mention her in any of your podcasts, and you are not permitted to contact her via any method of communication. 
In addition to this, please find enclosed a bill for Ms Rothrock's dry cleaning as she had to have her outfit cleaned twice to get rid of the stench of shit. Yours faithfully, Dick Spicer. Yeah, wank that was. Imagine opening that when you're having two stitches put in your ring piece. I'm rapidly going off, she must not be named. Let's do a review. Right, so on to the first film for this week, and it's off the list of greatest films of all time, released last year and starring Earth of Twilight, Kirsten Stewart. And it's directed by a bloke called Pablo Larraine, and it's called Spencer. Now, just a note before we start this, this is written by the bloke that what wrote Peaky Blinders, but don't let that put you off. That fucking show annoys me, that does. It's supposed to be hard, and they come from Smalleath, for fuck's sake. That's where all the soft lads hang out. Anyways, back to the film. Starts off with Kirsten, who plays Spencer, and she's a post lady who just so happens to be going to this massive castle for Christmas to visit the Queen Lady. Now, she's got the um, because her husband's been shagging around and she ain't happy about that. Just so happens the castle is next door to where she used to live, but it's all knackered and falling down now. Now, when she gets to the castle, Barry from Alveda Zainpet says, Oi, love, before you can come, we've got to see how fat you are before the party can start. And she says, fuck off, mate. And he says, them's the rules. I don't make them. Just get yourself weighed. So she gets weighed. Then she nips off to see her kids, and they're happy because she's their mum. But it's more probably likely that uh, it's Christmas and she's got them some nice gifts. Now, for some reason, she's ignoring the Queen and the other posh people, and they're ignoring her. And the only other person she's talking to is Paddington's mum, who sort of looks after her. Now, she goes down to dinner, and she's got this posh frock on, and all the posh people are there watching her, and she's got this necklace on, and she rips it off, and it falls in her soup. And she eats the soup and crunches the pearls that fell into it. Now, I told Big Ken about that, about her eating a pearl necklace. And he says he's got a couple of films where that happens, and he's going to lend them to me later. Anyway, turns out the old necklace-eating thing was just a dream and she thinks she's been haunted by one of the fat old king's wives whatever their heads cut off. You know the ones, don't you? When it's night, she thinks, oh, I'm pissed bored, I'm off to see me old house, but she gets stopped by a copper who says, fuck off back, love. None of that bollocks. Next morning she wakes up and Paddington's mum's fucked off and she's got a new woman looking after her and she ain't happy about that. Anyway, it's Christmas Day and she goes to church with the rest of the posh people and she ain't happy, you can see that. And she has a row with her husband and she says, I don't want the kids shooting birds tomorrow, what rich people do, because it's shit. He says, fuck off, my mum runs the country so I can do what the fuck I want. And she says, you're a wanker, mate. Anyway, she's sitting around being grumpy when Barry from Alveda's Zainpec comes along and tells her a piss-boring story about some bloke getting shot and how she should stop being a moody cow. Anyway... There's this big fuck-off party for Christmas and she thinks I'm off to my old house to see what's what and when she gets there it's shit and she thinks fuck this I'm off back to the castle. She wakes up next morning and Paddington's mum's back and they go to the seaside and Paddington's mum says I'm a lesbian and I fancy you to which Spencer says thank you very much. Uh, she goes to the castle where they're shooting birds and she says oh your husband I told you the kids couldn't shoot birds pack it in and she takes the kids to London for burger and chips and it sort of ends there. Now, I've got the feeling they nicked this idea from Prince Charles and old Charlie when he was poking that other wench at the time. So I'm going to have to mark it down for that. I really did enjoy it, though, and at times you could sort of feel the way the girl out of Twilight was feeling, you know, when she was being moody-like. 
Ratings wise, I'm going to put this on a par with animated film Arthur Christmas, as that's also set at Christmas and was mildly entertaining. That was Spencer. Watch that if you want to see Edward Cullen's wife nicker on with some wire cutters. Whilst I was in hospital last week, going for a walk around, well it gets piss boring in that place, I can tell you, I saw Grandmaster Steve-O, one of Slow Francis's mates down there. Now Grandmaster Steve-O, or as I call him, Fat Tracy Beaker, was down there in A&E, and he'd somehow managed to get his hand wedged in a tube of Pringles. He went on for fucking ages saying how they've recently made the tubes narrower, in the same way they've made wagon wheels smaller than they used to be. I told him he was talking bollocks, his wagon wheels hadn't got smaller. It's probably just the fact his fat fucking hands had got bigger from eating all that crap. I left him there, sat on his own, crying with his fist stuck in his cream cheese and chive prison. To be fair to the bloke, though, I've never understood why they make the tubes so small that fat knackers can't get the big meaty hands into them. Talking to fatties, I went round to see Big Ken the other day, and he's got himself a kitten. May mentioned recently that his cat, what he'd had for the best part of 12 years, Lulu, passed away when she got in the way of one of his experiments. He hasn't quite been the same Ken since that happened, but seeing him there with Lulu too, he's got a bit of that old sparkle back in his eyes. So, yeah, it was nice to see that, was it? Reminded me a bit of Coco the Gorilla with her kitten. <laughs> Films that what I would like to see. So, on to the part of the podcast where I pitch a film that what I would like to see. Now, this week's film is called The Drugged Man, and it starts with this bloke who wakes up in an alley and he's dressed in a suit and he's being drugged and he has no way of knowing who he is or how he ended up there. People keep running up to him, saying things to him that don't seem to make sense, but as the film goes on, they sort of do, and he ends up finding out who he is and why he was drugged. I haven't ironed out any of the details or worked out who he is or anything. It was just an idea I came up with after I'd rubbed one out in the bath last night. Any film companies interested in that, drop me a line. The email address, as always, is randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Great stuff. Films that what I would like to see. I remember the first time I tried drugs. Well, tried, it's the wrong word, really. Someone dropped them into me can of Fanta at the swimming baths. Woke up in the bushes with the underpants round my ankles and spent the best part of the next 12 hours shaking like a shitting dog. Not good. Randall Parker's Film Fact Dwayne The Rock Johnson claims he once took a piss that lasted three and a half minutes. It smelt like smoky bacon crisps and was the colour of Lucas AD commented. Randall Parker's Film Fact Tell you what, we haven't done one of these for ages, have we? Randall Parker's Film Face Off. So, on to the occasional bit of the podcast where I take a group of films and compare them to each other and tell you which one is the best. Now, today's films are Batman, uh, Batman Begins, and The Batman. Now, all these films are about Batman, and you know my opinions on Batman. He's just a shit Tony Stark who could quite easily get wiped out with a well-aimed bullet to the bottom half of his fucking face. Now, Batman has Buster Keaton playing Batman in it, and he runs around in the dark being moody whilst Jack Nicholas runs around stealing the show. Batman begins as Gareth Bale playing Batman, and in this story, it's sort of how he became Batman, and that's basically him running around chasing the bloke off Peaky Blinders, then having a dust-up with Qui-Gon Jinn. 
And then we have the Batman, which is the bloke of Twilight, and he's now Batman, and he's new to the job, and he just runs around with a bad attitude, sulking like a teenager who's had his porn mags nicked. Can't be asked to pick a winner. I think I'll wait till he make a film where all the universes open up and they all meet up and wank each other off. Randall Parker's film face-off. What with Mr. Whiteback? I'm out in the yard at night in my pop-up tent, sleeping under the stars. I was woken up the other night by the local stray dog doing a big piss up me tent flaps. Don't know what he'd been drinking, but he didn't smell right. Randall's requests. So normally this podcast is a Ryan Reynolds free zone. Well, ever since I reviewed the film Turbo, the film about the fast snail and that wanky Pokemon film, but at least we didn't have to see his smarmy face in them ones, did we? But we've literally had three requests for this film, so I'm afraid today's second film is one called Free Guy. Now this film's about a bloke who lives in a computer game, but he don't know he's in a computer game until this sexy lass shows up and he gets the horn for her. Now she sort of tells him he lives in a computer game and he ain't real, and the computer game that what he lives in was ridden by her, but stolen by the boss of her big company in the real world. Now the bloke who runs a company in the real world is the bloke who played Hitler in that film that wasn't about Hitler. You know the one, the, the bloke that makes the Thor films. Now... He's got a new game coming out, but it's so shit he wants to shut Ryan Reynolds' game down so people buy the new game. Now, Ryan gets good at being in the computer game, so everyone loves his game, and it all kicks off and the boss of the company tries to shut the game down, but he can't, as he's shit, and he lets it slip that he stole the game off the sexy lass, and it all comes out in the wash and everyone's happy. Well, not everyone, but he catch me drift. Ratings-wise, I'm going to put this on a par with the time I got trapped in a tumble dryer at the laundrette because it was actually quite pleasant, but there was a small amount of peril involved. That was Free Guy. Watch that if you want to see the woman off Killing Eve doing some more funny accents. Randall's requests. Slow Francis has been spending more and more nights round at Donna's house, presumably banging. Pisses me off, that does. I did all the initial legwork, but he just swept in and stole her off me. Quite fancied having a girlfriend thought it might be quite nice, you know, having someone to share things with, someone to cuddle up to at night, someone to talk to and someone to have a rut with. Surely there's got to be someone out there who would want to go out with me. There's a lid for every teapot, that's what Mum always says. So I was looking on the app store the other day and I see this dating app and I thought I'd give that a crack, might be a bit of a laugh. Now it's called Snatch and what you do is you load up your picture and a little biography of who you are, you know, your age, your likes, your dislikes, whether you like cocks or fannies, that sort of thing, and you're shown pictures of 100 ladies in your area who are also on the app looking for love. Now you have to tick yes or no if you think they're fit or not, then they're shown your picture and if they think you're fit then it matches and you meet up and Bob's your uncle. Now, not wanting to narrow the field down, I ticked yes on all of the pictures, even the ropey-looking ones, but I'm yet to hear back from any of them. But that was only about seven days ago, so it probably takes a bit of time, doesn't it? I'll tell you what, there was this one lady on there, must have been in her late 50s, early 60s. She hadn't got a single tooth in her head. Cracking body, though. Probably got something to do with her not being able to manage solids, don't it? Randall recommends... So now on to Randall's Recommends this week. And it's one that came out just the other day and it's called Everything Everywhere All At Once. Bit of a mouthful, I know, but it's well worth it. Now it's about this woman who's sort of shit, but all of her versions of her from other dimensions aren't. And she's got to sort of stop being shit and help him out. Sounds crap the way I've explained it, but it ain't. It's got Michelle Yeoh in it, 
She's off crouching down, shitting dog, the, the kung fu film or whatever it was called. And the film reviewed in the last podcast, Yes, Madam, with She Who Must Not Be Named in it. Yeah, watching this, I realised I'd backed the wrong horse when I watched Yes, Madam for the first time 30 years ago. 30 years wasted lusting after the wrong person. Classic Randall, that. It's the perfect film for all of those who were hoping that The Matrix 4 wouldn't be shit, but would upset when it was. Uh, there's lots of fancy talk in it where they're explaining what's going on. But at the point where The Matrix would disappear up his own arse, this sort of manages to pull things back. That's everything, everywhere, all at once. Out now in most places. Get it watched. Randall recommends... It's good to be able to fart again. Now, HB had this sort of festival last weekend. Nice thing it was. Uh, they had market stalls and bands playing and annoying little kids doing dances in the town square. They have it every year. Well, they didn't have it last year. Or the year before that, due to the Covid shot. But you catch me drift, don't you? Ain't exactly Glastonbury, but, well, it passes an hour or two. Saw Tommy Slippers down there, uh, along with the local pervert, Sticky Mickey. They were outside the betting shop begging. And Sharon the Vicar was there at the Tombola stall with all sorts of stuff that looked like it had been shoplifted from George at Asda. Notice she was wearing a nice new Apple watch. But no work started on the new church roof yet. Funny that. Now before we bugger off, a quick shout out to old Joe who lives next door. He ain't been well recently. Now usually he's got something stuck up his arse but this time it's not that. He's got some sort of chest infection, so all of us at Randall Parker's Film Club wish him a speedy recovery. Well, when I say everyone, that's just me, isn't it? Come to think of it, he don't listen to the podcast, so he won't hear this. I should probably just pop round and tell him, shouldn't I? Yeah, I might edit this bit out. Well, thanks for joining me. Quite enjoyed this one. Because, let's face it, some of them are right shit, aren't they? Uh, email the podcast if you want. The address, as always, is randallparker1971 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. To for a bit.